As long as we live, every day we meet new personalities. And people have very different personalities. Today, we will talk about a very outstanding personality. A personality that stands out from the crowd. Not usually because it's very special, but because it always wants to stand out of the crowd. It aspires, you know, it, it strives to stand out from the crowd. Sometimes this personality is easy to identify and in other times it's very hard to identify because there's a great overlap between the traits of this personality and many other personalities. Today we'll be talking about the histrionic personality, the histrionic personality in general and the histrionic personality as a lover in specific. To delve deeper into this topic, I'm very delighted to be accompanied by our very regular and very, very special guest, Odis Nasser, who is a university professor and a clinical hypnotherapist. Odis, hello and welcome to the program. Hi, how are you, Hamad? Well, thanks, Odis. It's, it's a pleasure to have you as always. Thank uh, you. To start off, Odis, who is a histrionic personality? What are the traits? So the histrionic personality is, just to give you an idea, it's very rare to find them. There's only maybe 2% of the population that have been identified that they have it. And from the 2%, maybe only 10% have actually been treated. So it's very rare to identify them because they have not been studied as much, mostly women. Um, women seem to have it four times more than men. So just to put this out there, it's not an easy thing to notice, but I'll give you the common things that a lot of people notice about them. Uh, number one is the way they dress. They're very, um, um, the word I'm gonna use is like- um, Like extravagant, you'd say <laughs> Yeah, very flirtatious. It's, um, there's a difference between what they do and uh, like you dress up sexy for an evening. No, this is the way they dress. They're very flirtatious of the way they look they care a lot about the way they look. So that's the first thing that physically you can see. Um, from emotional side, they are so dramatic. The word histrionic comes from Latin, means actor. It's like a drama. So, and we took that and we gave that to them because they're very dramatic. It's like, you know, the, the movies in the 80s, in the 20s and the 30s is like, oh, you know that, what I mean? So they are very dramatic. They're very theatrical. They want to be the center of attention. They have to be the center of attention. They have no regards to somebody else. And if they are not the center of the attention, they get easily irritated. They get easily emotionally like disturbed. So they cannot control their emotion and they just go to something else. Um, that's like what's the outside trait. So you can easily identify them. If you go anywhere at a social gathering, the one who's very flirtatious, the one who's very dramatic, who's getting a lot of attention, they want the attention, loudspeakers, theatrical, that's the person. They definitely have it. Again, very rare to, to spot them. So uh, like you're saying, the histrionic personality comes from Historia which is the word for um, story and history at the same time. So the word history actually is driven from historia, which actually means story. So those people are living a story. They're living a drama. They're ju just uh, as if they're reading from a script and it's a theatrical script. Exactly. So they put out a performance. They always have to perform and they want people to applaud. 
you know, like. You know, I'll tell you some. I had to search to see if there's any characters that were played in movies. Um, there isn't any. There's a couple of movies that they mentioned, but I haven't seen it, so I could not identify. Maybe the audience, maybe they know the movies. But I did find actors that have been identified as they definitely have it. Surprisingly not, Kim Kardashian was on the top of the list. So if you look at her character, how she is, how she likes the spotlight, she definitely has it. Uh, Jessica Simpson, um, Megan Fox, uh, I'm just writing down. Kenya West apparently has it and Miley Cyrus. I didn't know what, what's his name? Kanye West, because I don't follow him, but I've heard of obviously Kim Kardashian and you know how she is so much in the media. Apparently she actually has it. Like she's a typical person who has it. Have, so, I, um, I just want to use the examples you've just given, given to us now. So uh, would it be fair to say that also like a histrionic personality is like a bombastic personality, like a very, uh, someone who always likes to brag and show off and I'm this and I'm that um, only, or do they have to be theatrical about it? No, it's theatrical. The The one who shows off, you are borderlining now narcissism. Narcissism is also in the same cluster, but sometimes you could be histrionic and narcissist. It's very fine line between the two. There's okay, so there, there can be an overlap. There can be an overlap between both. And from the MDP or the, um, the um, histrionic, there are many other categories as well. There's dramatic and there is this and there's this. I'm not a, a diagnostic, obviously. And usually it's kind of like when they go see a psychiatrist to diagnose them, it's subjective. So it depends on the person who evaluating them, if they feel they are or not, because there's so many checkboxes they have to check. So sometimes a person is really histrionic. Sometimes they're actually narcissists because narcissism and histrionic go in the same cluster in the, in the same category. Let's say um, in the manual of diagnosing, diagnosing different personalities. So you have histrionic, you have narcissism, you have um, borderline. There's a lot of overlap between them. But the one thing I really between narcissism and histrionic is the dress, how they dress. That's like the first clue this person is histrionic narcissists don't dress flirtatious but they do have the same trait they want to be the center of the attention they don't have to be theatrical putting in a drama but they want that assurance that hey everybody like me i am the center of attention that's for sure between the two um they don't think before they speak they don't care about other people's uh emotions they cannot understand if somebody's upset or not they are the ones who need the attention it's me 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 you don't like me i flip so they get to kind of overlap the borderline part the borderline is the different personality where they just explode so it's in the same category it's called the bad they're very bad it's behavioral they're bad did i confuse you sorry no, no actually um so uh both of them would like to be the center of attention Yes. They, they believe that, the, like, you know, the world rotates around me and yes. everything, it was just made for me, 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 I, I, me, me. So they're very self-centered. But uh, maybe the, you know, the, the character or the characteristic that would help us define or differentiate between one personality and the other, the narcissistic one and the histrionic one, is the overacting. Uh, like being over theatrical about it. And, and how, please go ahead. 
how they dress. So the histrionic really care about what other people say about the way they dress. They're extremely sensitive to the way people look at them. So narcissist, not as much. Histrionic, I have, they're like they're very self-concerned about what other people think of the way they dress. That's why they dress flirtatious, they dress weird, they dress odd. Um, as long as they get the attention, the cameras on them, that's what they want. They'll do anything to look good and they want to check the reviews after to see how they look. You know what I mean? I'm, just, I'm thinking of like, I'm surprised Lady Gaga was not on the list, but Lady Gaga is not her personality. That's just a show she puts on for her followers. But Kim Kardashian, she dressed like this in every day, not only on theater, on camera. That's how she dresses all the time. So you see the difference? That's a paid actress that's a show versus this person actually lives with that trait. That's the personality of Kim Kardashian versus Lady Gaga, which she okay, is an actor. So um, how about someone like Miley Cyrus? Because when you mentioned Miley Cyrus, like the question that came to my mind is it, is it something you're born with or is it something you acquire? Because Miley Cyrus at a very young age as Hannah Montana, like she became like a superstar at yeah. a very, very young age. So mm -hmm. do you think that she acquired this trait later on when she became such a hot shot, a big celebrity at a very young age, very rich and famous at a very young age, or did she always have it? So the debate is still on. That's what I'm studying right out of school. There is um, most of the psychologists, psychiatrists follow um, something called nature versus nurture. Which one affected us? Or is it biology? It's called biosocial psych. Uh, bios <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Biopsychosocial. Is it biology? Is it psychology? Is it social? So they don't know. They don't know where what triggers personality disorders in general. But there is some consensus, I think it could be genetic. It could be, you know, that you inherited some of those traits. Some psychologists think, no, it has to be, you know, the way you grew up. Some people say it has to be the society around you, the culture, but they do all agree on one thing. It starts when you are young. It always starts to develop when you're a child. If the parents don't notice it, it will get worse and it will kind of um, get bigger by adulthood. Um, they did agree that it comes from parenting, that they all agreed, parenting, um, especially mom, not the dad. Um, sometimes, especially for histrionic, parents sometimes they don't approve their kids or they only love them when the kid does something and when the kid doesn't get what they want, they push them down, like they never agreed on them. So. Um, let's say you're too tough on your kid and you say, I am only going to let you have your ice cream until you finish your bedroom and the bedroom has to look this perfect, but the bedroom didn't look that perfect. So you don't get your ice cream. And now their self love, the, they just start to look bad on themselves, the kids. So authority, you know, authoritative parents sometimes may cause the child to go through that kind of personality disorder. Um, sometimes overly too much attention. They are, you know, actors like Miley Cyrus was an actress when she was a young age her parents were actors I think her father was a singer so she got used to be in the spotlight Kim Kardashian always been in the spotlight so that grew up with her that just became part of her life um, so definitely something to do with parenting every theory out there all the psychological analysis all the doctors psychiatrists they all agreed it definitely has something to do with parenting it definitely has something to do with the way you're raised. 
And it definitely has something to do with a trauma, whether it was serious trauma or like death of a family member that you loved a lot, or you've lost something or someone who was very close to you and you felt like you were abandoned. There was a little bit of abandonment in there. So it's sad more than, you know, judging people. We have to understand what triggered it because nobody's born bad. You become bad because of society around you or the culture or the parenting. You so know it's, what I mean? it's, a, it's a form of a defense mechanism. Like if you have this, we're living this authoritarian family, very omnipotent one, and is very perfectionist. You know, they, they wouldn't settle for second best. They always want everything to be like, you know, ship shape, you know, like everything has to be neat and tidy. So uh, they keep pressuring, pressuring, pressuring you. So it's like uh, you fire back or it's like a reaction. It's a defense mechanism. Is it fair to say that? It wouldn't be defense. It would be more um, people feeding you. So if I want to be the center of attention and my friends are making me the center of attention, so I'd be accepted that. So I got used to it. So now I expect that anywhere I go, any circle of attention, anywhere I go work, um, social gatherings, I am now the center of attention. And my friends will feed on this. They will feeding me on this. So my ego will grow. So sometimes it's not a definite like a defense mechanism, sometimes just people feeding it and you just get full of it and you believe it. You think you're like, oh my God, I am the center of attention. I am, I deserve this. This is where I stand. So you become okay. more, um, arrogant. There is a little bit of arrogance, obviously. So uh, would, it, would it only come from authoritarian parents or also uh, maybe very passive parents or parents who always like to over pamper and over spoil their children? Can this also be a cause of a um, sort of histrionic personality? It could, but mostly um, when parents are too tough on the kids. That's where most of the people notice. And the other one is um, trauma or detachment or abandonment. That's the other one. Being too compassionate, being too good, or being whichever act, factors that you just mentioned, it could not have caused this. It could have caused like type A personality. It could cause borderline. It could cause other stuff, narcissist. But mostly when parents are too tough or too strict on the kids, that may trigger this, they say. Um, or not having enough attention may trigger this. Getting careless parents, uh, drunk mom all the time, they don't care, that may trigger this. But somehow, something, there's an abandonment with the child, feeling alone, feeling not getting enough love. So they start to be theatrical around other people to get the attention because they never got attention from the family. They never got any of that love from the mom, usually. Um, okay, so if we now sort of know the, the reason for it, but... Uh, is there a relationship at all between age and histrionic personality? That, that's, that's one reason. That's or actually one question. But my other question, because I'm starting to think of personalities like Marlene Monroe, um, Elvis, um, you know, John Lennon. Uh, many people, like, they were like mega celebrities. They, they were like treated as divine uh, people, you know, uh, when like Elvis died, they said the king is dead, you know. Um, all those people uh, entered a phase of extreme depression in their life. Um, 
Can we say that those people were histrionic personalities? Because again, if we look at the way they dressed, they were like, wow, you know, like Marlon Monroe, Elvis Presley, they, they never dressed like just any other uh, person, of course, or even not like any other celebrity. They're like the king and queen. Uh, would it be fair to say that they are also histrionic personalities? I personally would not say so because Marilyn Monroe and Elvis, that was part of their job description to be acting. That's acting. Don't confuse acting on stage versus how they really live in real life. So Elvis Presley, when he went shopping or he did his daily stuff, he probably wore a training suit or shorts and went normal. Um, Marilyn Monroe only dressed like that for TV or being on show. But in real life, she just was a normal girl. Um, Kim Kardashian, the opposite. She's always dressed to the top, even if she goes to Walmart. I don't think she goes to Walmart. But how she lives in her daily life, that's why she was determined to be histrionic. So the one thing I want to tell you with histrionic, if it doesn't get treated, it will get worse to the point where at one point in their life, they will hit uh, a failure, like their bubble will explode. And that's when, when that moment happens, that's when depression hits them. And that may lead to suicide or killing themselves. Not the actual personality disorder, but when the moment that bubble hits and reality kicks in. So Kim Kardashian just hit 40. She's still the center of attention. Wait another 10 years when she's no longer the 40 year old with another person's gonna steal her thunder. At one point, we're gonna hear it in the news. Watch, you know, mark my words, because she's no longer gonna be the center of attention. At one point, we're gonna hear that she's gonna hit depression. And if she doesn't get treated, she may end up in suicide. So that's what happens. They do have a, you know, they are prone to suicide. They are prone to depression, but all they need is psychotherapy. All they need is to get treated early, to pick it up early. And unfortunately with acting and famous people, sooner or later that bubble will explode where it come out and mm -hmm. reality will hit them. So that's where the connection between suicide and depression and that. Normal people have it too. We all get through depression, but some people are a little bit more emotional. They just, re they cannot handle the failure part. Histrionic cannot handle failure. You and I, we failed many times. Absolutely. Manage yeah. it. But these guys, imagine failure to them. It's just a big no-no. So they cannot handle it. And they go into depression. It's just like you said, there's a big overlap between histrionic personality and many others. So you can confuse them with, with many other personalities like you know I'm, I'm also thinking now like someone like Macaulay Culkin you know like this very little boy who was like extremely famous with Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2 and like yeah and then look at him now um, so um, can we have a histrionic personality at such a young age? Or it does start but you do, you do notice it in adulthood but the person starts to, because our personality starts to develop around age five. Okay. Our peers are molding us and brainwashing us and molding and molding. And you start to notice the person around age five, six, you start to notice that there's a person. I'm talking about personality. I'm not talking about psychopath. That's a completely different story. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, psychopath, you know, from the moment they're born, you know, the person is not normal. But personality disorders, if you can catch them early, you can fix them. But if the parents notice that the kid is not behaving good, he's being bullied or he's bullying someone at age five or six, you need to intervene because if you don't do anything, it's going to get worse. It's not going to stop if you don't intervene. 
So unfortunately, with any personality disorder, the sooner you catch it, the better it is for the person. But um, the older you get, the harder it is to trait to change your personality. It's a whole thing. We, you got to go through a lot of um, psychotherapy, like weekly meetings, weekly meetings. It may take a year. It may take, you know, two years. Sometimes your life, you know, your whole life, you need to always go. I'm not talking pills. I'm talking education with uh, someone like me or psychotherapist to teach you how to handle your stress, how to handle your, you know, think, how to behave. It's a whole education from start or send them to the army. They fix okay. Yeah. <laughs> they will fix you. Sorry. Go to some kind of a boot camp or something too. Oh yeah. Break you down and build you up. <laughs> but, um, my question here would be, so like we talked about the, you know, the histrionic personality among people, they always seek the attention and so on. But yeah. when the histrionic personality is sitting by themselves, um, do they have some form of psychosis? No. They don't. No. Psychosis. Uh, that's they are living in this world. So they're not living in an imaginary uh, world. They're living in this world. Like, yeah. Well, psychosis means they uh, have no connection to reality. Psychosis, yeah. we don't know if it's real or fake. Um, so we cannot say the word psychosis. Psycho you're talking about like imagining something. We all do that. That's normal. But psychosis sometimes happens with the borderline. When they go through a, a major explosive uh, anger, they may hit a psychosis um, episode. But the term psychosis is actually means the person does not understand anymore that this is real or fake. Not on those. That would be more cluster A. Schizophrenia, schizopal. That's like the uh, completely different cluster of personality. Okay. These guys are just bad behavior. If they have psychosis, that means they have schizophrenia. Now we're going a different category. Okay, so now we talked about the histrionic personality. Now to get to the meat of this discussion, really, is... Yeah. How is histrionic lover? So whether they are they love or are being loved, how would they react if they love someone or someone loves them? Now, this I have to research. And they can have a relationship, but watch out when the person breaks up with them then it becomes the same typical symptoms of fetal attraction. Do you remember that movie? Where from the 80s or 90s, fetal yes. attraction? Yes. Fetal attraction, the actress in it, that was a borderline. That's exactly what a borderline person goes through. They love the person, and as soon as there was a breakup, they turn commando on them. So with histrionic, when you have a relationship with someone who wants to be the center of attention, Obviously, at one point, that person is going to just ruin you. Like the, per the other party will be completely damaged. And at one point, there's going to be a lot of tension between them because one of them has to give. I mean, uh, do you want to be with somebody who always wants to be the center of attention, who's always flirtatious because they want that attention? At one point, you cannot. You can't handle it. Um, so there's always a breakup in the end. And when this happens, the person who is suffering from histrionic will backfire they will go through depression because the abandonment gets triggered. And when the abandonment gets triggered, then they can go borderline, they can go depression, they can go to different other episodes of whatever can happen. So they can be loved, 
but however, from what I understood is that it's a very hard relationship because the flirtatious part is just much on the other partner to accept. If they don't know this person is histrionic, they may think, oh my God, they're too, you know, too much. I cannot, ha would you handle being with a woman or a man who is always flirting with other people when you're committed relationship? I don't think you can handle it. So um, didn't Kim Kardashian go through like many relationship as well? Or the, the actors that I mentioned? I have no idea. Did any of them like go through a lot of relationships? They, they do, they do. And, and there's always like, of course, you know, the paparazzi chase them all the time. And there's always this feeding frenzy about everything they do. And there have been a lot of rumors floating about them you know, going out with this person, breaking up with that, and, and so on and so forth. But I, I just want to stop a little bit, uh, you know, about the uh, Fatal Attraction movie you're talking about. It's, uh, I believe it was in the end of the 1980s. It's a Michael Douglas movie. And um, there's a lot of violence in this movie. Like, you know, um, how realistic, because uh, we can really implore our viewers to watch Fatal Attraction. <laughs> And this can help them maybe understand more the, um, you know, histrionic personality. Is it that, um, you know, like brutal, like in the movie? No, no, no. The fatal attraction, that's borderline personality. That's the worst part of these clusters. That's borderline, which borderline is pretty much everybody in jail. All the people who went to jail because of anger management, beating somebody, punching somebody, they usually end up in jail. And believe me, Muhammad, I've been saying this for a long time, and a lot of people are noticing this. If we have mental health available for people when they are kids to catch them and teach them and help them, we will not have people in jail. The people in jail, I'm not talking about psychopaths killing and murdering people, but most of the people in jail can actually be helped if we just help them early because it's not their fault. I really sympathize with them. The movie, it's the extreme. Obviously, she's a little bit of a psychopath as well. But if they want to watch a movie that actually identify or deals with histrionic, Girl Interrupted. Um, Girl Interrupted was also in the 90s, I think, with uh, Angelina Jolie, where she goes to an asylum. And there was other people with her in the asylum, but it wasn't her character. I think it was Riona Ryder. Riona Ryder, Vion, I don't know her name. She has histrionic. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Like when Angelina Jolie was coming out uh, in movies and stuff, I think in the 80s or 90s. So that movie, if you watch yeah, it. It was, uh, it was Riona Ryder. Riona uh, yeah. Ryder was the, um, the star. <laughs> and then like Angelina Jolie was like sort of a new star at that time. Okay, so that would be Ryder. She would be the histrionic. Um, there was another show, Shameless. One of the actresses in it may be having histrionic. I can Google it. I'm sorry, because I don't watch uh, TV. I don't, I mean, I yeah. watch movies. I don't watch a lot of shows. So I went through the shows that may have shown some of these characters. Some of the shows I've never seen, so I cannot talk about it. But I remember Girl Gone Wild, uh, Gone Girl. Um, if any of you can just Google the names of some actors who acted out some of those characters, you will know. But don't watch like American Psycho. That's not histrionic. That's a psychopath. That's so if, if I'm in love with a histrionic personality, uh, whether like a man loving a histrionic woman or a woman loving a histrionic man or like any gender loving any other histrionic gender, of course, um, basically what they would expect of me as their lover 
is to be extra lenient and not be very over concerned about fidelity. That's what you're saying. So like, I have to be very, very lenient, let go. And if they cheat on me, it's okay. Is that what they expect? I don't think they cheat though. Um, they said they dress for Kariyari, they dress like this just to get the attention, but they don't have to be bad with cheating. They don't cheat. They just want to be the center of attention. That's what I read. I, I was reading and they said, actually, they don't cheat. They just want to be sexy. They want to be... But they, they want to flirt, maybe. So. They're flirtatious, that's it. And they dress really flirtatious just so people can look at them, take pictures. Okay. But it doesn't mean that they're unfaithful to their partners. But that's I should be okay with them flirting with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I'm like, if I, if this, you know, like uh, upsets me or something, then I'm not the right match for them. Yeah. So the other partner has to understand whether this person has histrionic, but good luck trying to find out someone who is histrionic. Like I said, it's very, very small percentage of the population. And even with these actors that I mentioned their names, they're not sure if they have it or not, because I really don't know what Kim Kardashian looks like when she lives alone. But I don't even follow her. I'm not a Kim Kardashian girl, but um, I don't know what she looks like. But I've seen pictures of her. She's always very, you know, open. And how honest is a histrionic person? Like, would, it, uh, would they go as far as to lie in order oh. to keep the image? <laughs> oh, they very theatrical. Very theatrical. Whether it's like... Uh, I don't know who I can, like, I cannot think of a very good actor who, you know, acts very, ah, like dramatic. I don't know if you can come up with an, a show or a part who's very theatrical. Even I was watching Game of Thrones again last week, and I'm trying to think if any of the queens was one of them. There's none of them because all these queens were narcissistic. You know, I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones, but the queen was not histrionic. She was a narcissist because she wanted the attention. She had a little You're bit of... You're talking patience. about the mother of dragons. You're referring to the mother of dragons, right? Well, the other queen who slept with her brother. What's her name? The main character. Okay, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so she's definitely a narcissist. That's a... So, uh, the, the, the people who own the Iron of... Th uh, the the uh, yeah. Throne of Iron, the Iron Throne, yeah. yeah. I forgot her name. So she would be a narcissist. Mm -hmm. uh, because she, it was all about her. Everybody had to serve her. She was being served, you know, by everything. But she wasn't dramatic. She wasn't theatrical. Maybe a little bit of the mother of a dragon when she came in with her dragons to show herself. Maybe that's theatrical, how she entered the arena with the dragon. So I'm trying to think of, like... But, uh, but they can lie, right? They can oh, lie. Oh, they're actually big liars. To okay. get yeah, oh, yeah, that's for sure. They, and narcissists also lie. They lie. They, they try to cover up, you know, like for any um, flaws they have, and they always try to be like perfect people. And, and uh, both of them have, and the borderline, these three personalities is never their fault. Their failure, it has to be someone else. And they're never satisfied. Everybody has to serve them. And if you talk to them about, hey, you need help, you, you may need some psychotherapy, you need to talk to somebody, I don't need any psychotherapy. Everybody around me, the whole world needs psychotherapy except for me. Very hard to treat them. They refuse to be treated because they never think there's anything wrong with them. And you can't force them. So, so there's no way out of this personality? Like, um, there's there is no treatment? There's no treating them? 
unless they end up in a fight and the judge takes them to, you know, they go to the police station, the judge forces them to go see a psychiatrist. If the psychiatrist thinks that they're a danger to, you know, the society or themselves, then the judge will order them to be treated. That's the law in Canada, the Mental Health Act. You can't force somebody for, to be treated unless they're a danger to themselves or society. So unless they voluntarily go in and say, I need help, I'm treating two clients right now who have borderline. Okay. But uh, initially was a psychiatrist order by judge to get them treated. But then I convinced them that it's good for them. They start to see changes in their relationships. So now they're voluntarily coming back. Because in the beginning, there was no way I was struggling. I mean, I was really struggling. They were lashing on me and everything, but that's expected. And it's always my fault. It's not their fault. It's always, I mean, for them, it's your fault. You're the bad one. So you have to know how to handle them. You have to know how to manage their anger. But they're sweet. Deep inside, they're sweet. Deep inside, they are hurting. You just have to know how to talk to them. You know what I mean? If you walk away from them, if you ignore them, if you don't feed them whatever they want, you will destroy them. They're very weak inside. They're very vulnerable. They're very, they need assurance. They want love because they never got love. And that's what I was talking about. When they love someone, they really deeply love and it becomes an attachment issue. If you break up with them, then you're talking about killing rabbits, maybe. <laughs> so, so they're very fragile, you'd say. Oh, yeah. Very fragile from in the in inside. So uh, although they're so bombastic, showing off theatrical and putting this show and like, but um, deep inside, they are like, um, they're, they're like a crab, maybe. Like hard shell from the outside, but very soft meat from the inside. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like they just uh, put this defense mechanism. Now, uh, we've talked about many, many drawbacks and many flaws in this personality. Are there any pros for this personality? Are there any good sides to this personality? Honestly, I didn't find any. I swear, Muhammad, yesterday I was spending the whole day reading about any good traits about them. Uh, they destroy everybody around them, unfortunately. Um, they Because they're too flirtatious, they're too self-centered. Uh, the person around them, eventually they will walk away. They will leave. So yeah. they're very demanding and they would always sort of suck you. They would always sort of drain you, you would say? Yeah, and now I think I thought of somebody. Uh, I thought of an, a perfect role that was played by Meryl Streep. And she was histrionic in the movie where she was the owner of a magazine and how everybody was, um, what's the name of the movie? Uh, maybe 10 years ago, Meryl Streep was an owner of a, like a fashion show, fashion magazine, and everybody was serving her, everybody was working for her, everybody was serving her coffee. What's the name of the movie? Very famous movie. Uh, that's histrionic. In the end, everybody quit. People were quitting on her because she was just overly pampered too pampered. It's all about her. She had her own chauffeur. She had her own um, person getting her coffee and she didn't like the way they dressed and she was putting everybody down and everybody was tippy-topping around her. I forgot the name of the movie. Ask us. I don't know. Do you remember? With uh, um, so maybe maybe like you're referring to Devil Wears Prada? That's the one. Thank Devil you. Devil Wears Prada, yeah. <laughs> oh, you remember it. So she's histrionic. Meryl Streep, that's 100% histrionic. Do you remember? Did you watch it? Yeah, and, and of course, Meryl Streep, she's one of the greatest actresses of all time. And, and I think she did a great role. Yeah, so 
would you be able to handle being around somebody like this personally? Uh, uh, very hard. <laughs> so now that's, that's, that's a, I would say that's a tall order. Yeah, exactly. I think that's very, very hard to, to, to deal with. Exactly. But is there anyone out there, like, is there a perfect match for a histrionic personality? Even <laughs> another personality with a disorder? Like, who would be a good match for a histrionic personality? I would have another histrionic for sure, because that's not gonna. I don't know. I mean, Kim wasn't Kim Kardashian married to Kanye West? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, and it's funny that they both have histrionic, and look what the relationship did. So um, they can they can work together two histrionics. They they wouldn't like sort of ram one another. They will ram no histrionic personalities. Once they're not in the center of attention, they actually leave and they try to get into another circle or another movie or another part where they are the main character. They they cannot stand being overshadowed. So if they're not let's say actors, if they're not like the Marilyn Monroe in the movie, they will quit and they will go find somewhere else where they are the Marilyn Monroe in the movie. That's mm -hmm. how hard it is. So you cannot have two in the same movie. You cannot have Mother Dragon and the other Queen. It's just too much. Um, they cannot work in teamwork. They cannot work in projects. They cannot, uh, it's hard for them to be around people. So they don't have a lot of friends or family. I think the only friend would be someone like me, like someone who understands them and treats them. Borderline personality seems, or histrionic and personality disorder seems to be my specialty now. I, I mean, I didn't ask for it, yeah. but a lot of uh, psychiatrists are sending me their clients and I seem to end up in that kind of route of the door, which I can treat other, treat other things, but now it seems like these are the ones that have been drawn to me and I've been helping them. I'm finding success. And um, like, what? Would it be fair to say that uh, histrionic personality would look for a pushover, like a weakling, someone who just um, has a very, very weak personality, um, you know, they, they don't, like very passive people, they, they wouldn't work, of course, with aggressive or assertive people, but would they look for a passive partner? Well, how I treat them personally is I use it like an onion and I go layer by layer and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to the root of it, which is they have so many layers of traumas and emotional damage and all that stuff. But deep inside, that's the core. They're beautiful. They're nice. They're healed, but they don't know. So I'm, because I'm a hypnotherapist, I use hypnosis to peel off layer after layer after layer. And as I'm peeling, you start to see them change. You start to see complete transformation. Sometimes a client stays with me for 12 weeks. Sometimes it's short as 12 weeks because I have to go through back, 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 back to find out the root cause, but you're not can, I cannot go in right away. I have to go every treatment every day, every session is like two hours trying to find out, okay, so let's say a client comes in, it's like yesterday I broke up with my boyfriend, he dumped me and we have to fight and blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's go back and see what the issue is. And we find out something to do with something from childhood. So we take that layer out. The week after she comes in, oh, my boss fired me. Okay, so that's a different thing. It has nothing to do with love. It may be something with self-esteem. Mm -hmm. So it's all built up, over built up, over built up. But once you help them discover the root cause of their issue, they transform. They can easily transform and have a completely normal life. And I love to see my clients. Yeah, my clients are like sending me pictures of them with their spouses on parks and in you know, cottages, their life completely changed. So obviously no pills, you don't need pills, you don't need medication. The psychiatrist is watching them, they're like, they're fine. He's like, they're completely transformed. So yeah, but they have to accept it. 
they have to want to. Otherwise, it would not work. And that's the trick. Get them to acknowledge and admit that they need help. They will never admit it. Okay, no. so uh, last but never least, very important question here. Yeah. If someone is stuck um, with histrionic personality, so if somebody is watching us now and they say, oh, hey, you know, my wife, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my partner, whatever, oh, they, they look to be very histrionic to me. So if you're stuck with them, is what is your advice to them? Is there something they have to do or would you just tell them, scram, <laughs> run, run for your life? No, you know what? I'm going to tell you something a lot of people will not tell you. So make sure you don't cut this part. Sure, Any absolutely. Okay. We have the Mental Health Act in Canada. The Mental Health Act uh, protects people who are mentally sick, but also protects the public. So if I have someone who I think needs help and I try to talk to them and I notice they're not seeing an issue, I would recommend go see uh, a doctor, their doctor. Make an appointment with their doctor and say, okay, I think, let's say, Muhammad, uh, my husband, he's borderline, he's histrionic, he's going through um, mental health crisis. The doctor then will call him in and will do an interview. This is a regular doctor. Then the doctor can do a regular interview to see if this person may need some psychiatrist, um, like some diagnostic or not. Then they have to advise them to say, I think you need to be diagnosed. I think, you know, maybe you may be too much on yourself, but in a nice way, obviously, but they have to tell them that I think you need to get help. And the doctor can tell them, listen, go see help. I can recommend a referral to a psychiatrist. But if the person doesn't go and it gets worse, then the doctor can fill a form called form one. Form one, only a doctor can fill it out where it forces the person to go to the hospital. It forces the patient to go and get psychiatrist assessment. If the person doesn't go, he can call the police and the police will take them to the hospital to get them psychiatrist assessment. But again, that only gets them to be diagnosed. It doesn't force them to be treated. The psychiatrist, if they feel that this person may be suicidal, may be depressed, maybe they're going through an issue, the psychiatrist can ask the judge to force him to be treated. And when uh, we talk about the treatment here, is it like... Um, therapy, through, through hypnosis, or also like through drugs and medicine? It they... could be. Sometimes they do like six months and they say, okay, you have to come every week to my office. We do therapy one-on-one, -on -one, or it could be uh, antipsychotic, whatever drugs they need. It doesn't have to be drugs. And I'm not talking like the Middle East and Muhammad, where they put you in white jackets and tie you. And I'm talking about like hospital where you go to the psychiatrist ward, where the, you sit there for two uh, for 72 hours. You're not locked in a room, <laughs> none of that stuff. And you just get an assessment by psychiatrists and they watch you to see and they try to talk to you, but they have to tell you about your right. Because as a, a Canadian, you have the right to refuse treatment, but only a psychiatrist, not the general doctor can decide whether you, he thinks or she thinks you need treatment. But you as a patient, can ask for a lawyer to say, I don't think I need treatment. I think the psychiatrist is wrong. And then the lawyer will get another psychiatrist to assess you. So there is a law there to protect the patients, but it also protects the public because you don't want someone who's histrionic or borderline who's going to go around killing people. Of course, yeah. You don't want um, someone, and watch out if somebody says, I want to kill myself. When you hear that word, 
if they just said it, you have by law to call your doctor and let them know someone is thinking about suicide. I, I, I'm trained on suicide prevention. As soon as you hear a friend, a family member saying, I want to kill myself, talk to them a little bit. But if you're not know what to do, talk, you know, call, don't call the police, call the doctor and say, I think he considered it once or twice. So I think he needs to go see a psychiatrist. Can you convince him? You ask your doctor, can you convince him to go on his own? It's called voluntarily. If he doesn't go, your doctor can get form one. It's called involuntary, involuntary, where forced to go by himself if he doesn't go the police will take him. the police will come and escort him not yeah because now you're causing like danger to the society you're, you're like you're... Your society, not just society yeah. Yeah. because when somebody says I, I lost two patients okay so I'm telling you it's not pretty when somebody so you're suicidal or you're being too over aggressive to others or to yourself of course by being suicidal then uh, by law at this time you can be Obliged, you can be forced. They can force you to uh, seek help. Yes, yeah. then we will be yeah, optional. But also, you have the right to be informed. They cannot just call the police on you. The you know the the doctor has to enforce form one only if you refuse after he's giving you your options. Mm-hmm. Right. It's sad. It's really sad. Of course, yeah, but it's it's um but like it's, I think it's it's very important for like for the safety of individuals like your own safety and the safety of people around them. Um, That's what they end up in jail. Absolutely. 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 Well, um, at the end of this interview, as usual, I really uh, don't have enough words to thank you, Adis, for being with us tonight. Thank you very much for your time and uh, really looking forward to having you in our show as always. Thank you. Keep me posted on the next personality disorder. I like I love these ones. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, dear viewers, um, you know, if we were to recap here, like we said at the beginning, as long as we're living, we need a lot of personalities. And, um, you know, our program is Love Spectra. So there's a wide spectrum, and there are actually different spectra even of personalities out there um, from you know, all four corners of the globe from all walks of life. There are many, many personalities. But just like Adis was saying, um, many of these personalities are sort of are a result of wrong parenting or hard circumstances. So as they say, nothing comes from nothing. Um, some things are like, you know, are within you. You're born with them. Some things maybe uh, like there is some kind of disorder, uh, but many other things um, are acquired because of wrong parenting, because of wrong circumstances. You might not have it at all, or you might have it, but it might escalate and and grow uh, because of wrong parenting and wrong circumstances. So uh, if you, uh, the earlier the treatment is, the higher the chances of the cure because sometimes it's just too late. Sometimes it's too late. So it's very important for us as parents to watch our children. It's very, very important to, um, you know, again, uh, not to be over demanding, not to be over lenient with them. And it's very important to always reason with them. And our children are not commodities. 
they are not our cell phones that we can just put anywhere we want, turn it on and off. No, they have their own choice. And so we must always reason with them and try to find a logical uh, solution to any kind of argument we have with them. Again, if you are someone who has this histrionic personality as a lover, um, I would say don't panic. Uh, don't leave them alone, don't abandon them, don't abandon ship yet, but try to seek help, try to reason with them, and there is always a way out. Um, legally, you know, you can't force people, but if they turn to be suicidal and overaggressive, then definitely they'll be forced to seek treatment. Um, if you're not with those people yet, then uh, keep your eyes wide open and try to look out, you know, for those people and watch out. Um, so that, you know, uh, you, it's better to be safe than sorry. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching us as usual. Until we meet again, please take very good care.